This is Outbreak Alabama, stories from a pandemic. I'm Ben Flanagan. I was trying to, to brace people and warn people that these restrictions that were being put in place could last as long as three or four months. Obviously, I missed the mark on that one a little bit. Once we understood more about how the virus was transmitted, I did move from being scared to just a little bit more like measured caution. It's been a huge change to recognize that something like this could change life and we wouldn't see it coming and, and it changed life in such a dramatic way. Nobody's 100% sure of the future. Nobody's been able to read the future all the way through this thing. Will we ever go back to normal? I don't know. I don't even know what normal is anymore. We've hit the one-year mark of the COVID-19 pandemic reaching Alabama. The state has had more than 500,000 cases and more than 10,000 deaths. And as of this week, more than 1 million COVID vaccines have been administered. Now that we're a year into this, I wanted to reflect on the pandemic through the eyes of my colleagues at AL.com, some of the best journalists in the world who have dedicated a calendar year to getting vital information about the virus and our response to the public. For 365 days, I've seen firsthand the relentless dedication to telling the story of the pandemic from every possible angle, from our reporters and editors. And like everyone else in the world, they've made tremendous sacrifices to document this crisis, some of them even contracting the virus themselves. I want you to hear from them, many of whom you've already heard on this show since last April. I spoke to 13 journalists who covered COVID for the last year, whether it's data, healthcare, education, crime, sports, opinion, photography, or human interest. Their work runs the gamut, and now they can reflect on their greatest challenges, the stories they'll remember forever, and how they've changed since last spring. This is called Covering COVID. Episode 4, What We've Learned. We're a year into this now. We obviously have more information on the virus than we did before. But I asked how each journalist's outlook has changed on COVID, how they feel about it all now compared to a year ago. My name is Amy Yerkinen, and I'm a healthcare reporter at AL.com. And for much of the last year, I covered a lot of different aspects of COVID. Wow. I mean, that's a big question. And I, I think that my thinking on it has changed a lot, pretty much like everybody's. You know, I started off this last year in March, um, really af afraid, um, you know, just we didn't really know how you got it. Um, and, you know, we were doing crazy things like wiping down our groceries, which, you know, now looks sort of ridiculous in hindsight, because we know that you really can't get it from surfaces. So I think once we understood more about how the virus was transmitted. I think I, I did move from being scared to just a little bit more like measured caution. I think it became about sort of weighing the risks and sort of understanding that, that there was more we could do other than just stay home. You know, you could meet people outside. And, and so that was, that was an improvement. And then, you know, now these days I'm feeling really pretty optimistic because the vaccines are rolling out. They're coming out a lot faster. And I think we're seeing, you know, just huge declines in hospitalization rates. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, all that's really 
is, um, you know, making me hopeful that the next couple months, I think things are going to improve a lot more quickly um, in the next couple months than we may be expected even at the beginning of the year. Like I could really see a lot of normality potentially by by early summer um, if we continue to ramp up the vaccines the way they have been. My name is Carol Robinson, and I'm the public safety reporter for AL.com. You know, a year ago, I mean, to be real honest, when our boss told us we were going to have to go home and work from home for a couple of weeks, I was like, are you kidding me? You know, it like, why? We don't we don't need to do that because I just don't think any of us knew the depth of which this would attack the community. I'm still amazed that it's been a year. I'm still amazed that a year later we're in a position where we're still having to work from home. My daughter was getting married and did get married in July. And I'll, I'll never forget when this hit March and we were like, Oh yeah, it'll be fine by July. You know, nothing, this will be over by July. And, and here we are a year later and it's not over. So I, I just think, we never could have seen what was coming a year ago. Fortunately, it looks like, you know, things are settling back into somewhat hope of, of a normal in the coming months or the coming year. But I don't I still don't think we know what that is going to look like. You know, will we ever go back to normal? I don't know. I don't even know what normal is anymore. My name is Dennis Pillion. I'm the natural resources reporter for Alabama Media Group and AL.com. Uh, it's it's hard to even remember that far back. It seems like everything has changed. You know, I was looking through, for this one-year anniversary, I was looking back through some of my really early stories, you know, and I found one that, that was trying to, to brace people and warn people that these restrictions that were being put in place could last as long as three or four months. Um, Obviously, I missed the mark on that one a little bit. You know, that it turned out to be much, much longer than that. And I remember in the early days there was this this sense of you know maybe it's going to last a certain amount of time, but then you know it'll go away. Maybe that'll be a couple of months. Maybe that'll be the summer. Maybe that'll be the fall. Um, but then then we can get back to our regular lives. And that has not been the case yet. It's. It stuck around, you know, the virus did a lot better and it spread a lot more than the summer than, than maybe some people thought it would. And and just that that sense of a no no. I have to keep coming back to that. My name is Ivana Harinku. I have spent the last year doing a daily Facebook live show. I definitely feel a little bit more hopeful a year from COVID hitting Alabama. March 2020 was so much of a life shift. We were not used to staying home. We were not used to working from home and not being able to see our loved ones, our friends, our family. And a year into this, as those things don't get easier. I don't think it's easier to not see my friends. I don't think it's easier to not see my family. But I do think that I've learned to live around it. And the the learning to live around it is sad that it's necessary, but 
I do think that there's a light at the end of the tunnel for this year. And I think that it will only be so much sweeter to see those people, to uh, to hug those people and to get to just go to weddings and go to trips and have all of these experiences that we used to take for granted. I think that it'll only be so much sweeter to do those things past COVID. And I do think there will be a, a past COVID. I'm Greg Garrison, and for the last year, I've been covering a lot of religion angles related to COVID and also a lot of testing and vaccination. Well, a year ago, we were still trying to figure out what it was and how serious it would be, and people weren't sure what route to take in terms of action. Uh, you know, churches were struggling with. Uh, well, uh, should we shut down completely and for how long? And initially, uh, when they shut down in March, some were hopeful they could be open in April for Easter. And it, that turned out to be overly optimistic. So I, I think everybody has had to just go along with the pandemic and figure out where this thing goes month by month. And we've all just had to play it by ear. It's nobody really knows even a month ahead what it's going to look like. Is it going to be better? Is it going to be worse? Is there going to be some new virulent strain that takes hold? Nobody's 100 percent sure of the future. Nobody's been able to read the future all the way through this thing. Uh, so we've all had to be on guard and willing to adapt. For example, the churches have adapted really well and learned a lot of new skills with online sermons and that sort of thing. Uh, many of them are hopeful they can be back in church this coming Easter on April 4th. That may be op too optimistic again, or, or maybe they've got something to shoot for because many of them are getting all the people in their, in their church vaccinated. So they do have hope, and I think all the way through this, people have been looking for the rays of hope. I'm J.D. Crow. I'm editorial cartoonist for Alabama Media Group and AL.com. Well, I'm hoping, as everybody else is hoping, I'm hoping we, we, we're kind of getting a glimmer of the light at the end of the tunnel. I hate to use that cliche, but, you know, with the vaccinations coming around and, and being more and more available, I just hope we don't rush it. And uh, we've already gone, especially around down here where I, where I live, uh, people are too anxious to take the masks off, too anxious to act like everything's just fine. So I hope we don't rush it and uh, set ourselves back again. But I, I do feel like we're getting closer to the to the to the end. Uh, and I don't know. I'm not going to use the word new normal because I don't. You know, our, our boss told us not to say that. <laughs> so I'm just kidding with that. But uh, I, I I think we're we're headed in the right. We're closer to we're closer to getting to the end of this part than we than we were a year ago. That's for sure. And uh, of course, we now we've got all these variants, so we really don't. I'm not getting my hopes built up too much. I'm I'm pretty cautious about uh, thinking everything's going to be. I think everything will will be good and be be good again. But um, I just uh, I'm hopeful that we can get through this without a setback. My name is Tricia Crane, and I have covered K-12 education in Alabama over the past year during the pandemic. 
I think a year ago, I was really, as we all were, we just had so many questions. You know, how how is this going to work out? How are we going to do school?、Uh, I think now I'm seeing a light at the end of the tunnel.、I'm、seeing schools that have been remote all year, talking about you know maybe opening up before the end of the school year. Um, I'm seeing schools. About half a dozen districts still have not had in-person school, but they're bringing kids in to do standardized testing, and、uh, that promises to be very interesting. I don't know if I'll get an up-close and personal look at that,、uh, but I but I'm following that story. So I guess you know the light at the end of the tunnel, and how how will we recover from this? We'll be right back. Joe Goodman. I spent the last year staring at a computer screen, growing a neck beard,、uh, quarantining from the world, covering sports. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not.、Uh, I guess it's scared. You know, just I guess on a base. Carnal sense, you know. I wash my hands. I still do all the things. I don't go anywhere. I still don't go anywhere.、Um, really, I、um, I still follow all the precautions and do all the Zoom calls and try to cover things from afar. I don't really know how I feel. I feel like、uh, every 100 years we we have a pandemic and. You know, it seems like that's just human nature to let your guard down and hope for the best. I learned a lot about the coping skills of of people's mental health during the past year, more than anything, I would say,、uh, because you know, for a lot of these people who just kept denying it and and saying everything was a hoax and. Blaming it on politics and allowing to be taken, you know, taken to the farm or whatever by Trump.、Um, it, you know, it, a lot of that was coping, a coping mechanism for people who just did not have the psychological want or disposition or、uh, I don't know capacity to to deal with the stress. So. You know, it's just I'm ready to get the vaccine in my arm and for everybody to do that, so we can just get over it. My name is Lita Gore, and I have covered all aspects, but really the the bulk of my time was spent on daily updates of of. Our numbers increasing, and and what that meant. When we had our first case in Alabama, we were actually tracking everything we knew about every case. And when it got to like 75 cases, we were like, "Wow, this is too many cases. We can't track every single one." We had no idea how it would grow, or you know, we'd be looking at 10,000 deaths. When the story first came out years、uh, months ago. We were projecting seven thousand deaths, and people said you're absolutely crazy. Well, and unfortunately, it's ten thousand right now. 
So looking back, I'm glad in, I'm glad in some ways we didn't know what was really coming because I'm not sure we could have dealt with it. But um, I do look forward to the day that, you know, I can get through an entire day without a COVID story because those have been very few and far between in the last year. But I think it's coming. So that's exciting. My name's Ramsey Archibald. I'm a data reporter at AL.com. Oh, man. Well, I mean, this might sound hard to say, but or bad, but I'm just sort of used to it now, which is it's hard. It's weird to think that you would get used to a global pandemic. But last year, this time, I think we were still in the office. I can't remember when we left, but I just remember being so scared and I was reading every little piece of literature about this virus and about the steps that governments were taking all across the world and you know what this could look like there was so much we didn't know back then and obviously now we know much more than we did uh still plenty that we don't know but i think my routine has settled down you know obviously in a year of basically just working from home um things are kind of almost to a state of normal that I can deal with when back then it was like, you know, you didn't know what each day was going to be like and I was losing sleep over it and stuff. So I think things are, I mean, with, for me personally, I think things have calmed down a little bit and I'm, but I am ready and I can see that light at the end of the tunnel. I'm ready to get back and go back to how things used to be. Roy S. Johnson. I am a columnist at the Alabama Media Group and AL.com. I certainly feel smarter. I had not really heard of the word pandemic, had not heard of the term flattening the curve. As a journalist, my natural curiosity led me to ask questions before I spoke, before I wrote things. And so I certainly feel much smarter about coronavirus. I feel smarter and better about how systems came together in a historic way, how businesses who were competitors, how scientists in corporate America came together and created a, a vaccine in, a, in record time. I've read some deep dive stories into how it actually happened and how, they, uh, how this group of scientists and corporate leaders put aside their competitive differences and, and brought their great minds into a room, their resources into a room to create this, this vaccine, these vaccines that are on the market, but also how they kept it from being politicized. So I feel more empowered by the information that I have learned and I'm learning new things every day, even just read today. And maybe we should know this, but how the CDC came out with new recommendations about when we will be able to gather. The story towards the bottom said that the CDC considers us vaccinated two weeks after having received the last, the second dose. Well, I didn't know that. I, I thought you walk out with his second dose and you're good to go. Uh, so now I have a little bit more information. I've always believed that information is power. I've always believed that knowledge is what should guide us. I think we, we lost a little bit of that during the last few years for a lot of different reasons. But I'm hoping now that at least most of us will begin to embrace science, will embrace information, and will try to lead our lives in a, in a smarter way so that when we are confronted again with the next challenge, whether it's a pandemic, uh, whether it is uh, you know, social justice, whether it is uh, a, a political insurrection, that we're able to um, endure it better than we were before.
My name is Sarah Whites-Kodacek, and I have covered a lot of different stories related to COVID. It's been a huge change to recognize that that something like this could change life and we wouldn't see it coming and, and it changed life in such a dramatic way. And to me, it, I associate it with climate change and some of the instability, the weather events, even the political turmoil that we're experiencing as all a part. And so I think it's been a reckoning with, you know, maybe to some extent, like our lives are going to be uh, involving a lot more change in the future than we have experienced in the past. And so part of that is like stress, but I would say a lot of it also feels like um, feeling a sense of resilience or feeling a sense of like also the ability to to grow and and navigate it. So at least personally, I feel like that's encouraging. And, you know, I, I think the vaccines are amazing. Again, I think it's amazing that within a year, like we're all gonna be about to be vaccinated with such a powerful vaccine. So that that is one, at least one hopeful way that people have come together. Also around masks, like we started out with a majority of people or like half people, you know, saying they, they were not wearing masks. Um, we, we've come to a much stronger majority. I think it's close to 90% in some studies. So I feel encouraged like watching people come together. It might take a little time. So that's kind of two, two ends of the scale there. Thanks to my colleagues who took the time to reflect on the last year, as well as those from whom you didn't hear. Thank you for the amazing work that you continue to do to keep us informed on a crisis, the scope of which none of us saw coming, and whose complexities we would never have fully understood without the tireless work that you put into it every day. If you or anyone you know is affected by coronavirus and want to share your story, please email bflanagan at al.com. That's B-F-L-A-N-A. G-A-N at AL.com For all of our coverage on COVID-19 and how it continues to impact Alabama, visit AL.com slash coronavirus. If you like the show, please rate us and write a review. Thanks for listening.